the fruit of good catechesis, the fruit of passing on the faith to our children, is the gift of responding to God's call in a vocation. And this morning, we're blessed to have on air with us Aaron's sister, Aaron up in Fargo, our, our production manager here, Sister Mary Pieta. Sister, are you with us? I am indeed. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live. How are you this morning? Doing great. It's a joy to be with you all. I'm so glad to be, to be sharing the gift that is religious life with you. Sister, I do not want to just refer to you as our production manager's sister. <laughs> Let us know about yourself. You know, who are you? Where are you from? Well, um, I'm originally from Fargo. I um, grew up here. I actually graduated from Shanley here in Fargo. Um, I went to Minnesota State University, Moorhead, and went to school, believe it or not, for speech language hearing science. And um, I became a missionary with Focus years uh, for a few years, and now I've been in uh, with the Sisters of Life uh, for about eight years now, and currently am living in Manhattan, New York, right in the thick of it all, um, and have been living there for about three years. That's great. Yeah, I'm the oldest of seven kids. The number number three being my brother, who's here in the station. Wow, (laughs) little brother. Little brother puts everything in perspective. Absolutely. So. Sister, can you can you tell us more about the Sisters of Life for those who maybe haven't heard of the order? Yeah. So um, we're a Catholic religious sisters uh, who believe that every person is good, unique, valuable, and unrepeatable. You know, and in a day and age where it seems so easy to forget that, um, it's just so important for people to have that known. Um, so we accompany, we accompany women um, in many ways who find themselves struggling with pregnancies and um, helping them to experience their own goodness and to help them move forward in freedom and not fear. So one of the, one of the places that I, that I live is, the, is our Sacred Heart Mission, where we've met with, we've met with women who have been vulnerable to, uh, vulnerable to abortion and have come to this new understanding of the gift of life within them. And they actually live with us there. Uh, which is actually a great gift up until about six months or so after their babies are born. And we also have a retreat mission for those who um, work uh, in out in the world to bring them in and just kind of give them that. Again, it's just like accompanying them to rediscover the, their beauty, their value, their uniqueness, and to start to live it every day. And uh, we also see women who have suffered from the effects of abortion. And mm. so, uh, again, it's, it's the accompaniment with them. Um, and so it's just helping them to see that, that need of, of hope and healing and receive God's mercy and freedom in Jesus. So, uh, What an incredible order. What an incredible calling yeah. that you guys are fulfilling in the middle of Manhattan. You know, you spoke about being a focused missionary. I remember going to a focus conference and having a sister of life give one of the talks. Oh, sure. Yeah. And the talk just blew me away. <laughs> it was just this incredible testimony. And she had all these stories of all these women that she's accompanied and helped through mm. their pregnancies. And it was just, it was astounding. It really moved me. So mm. I'm very grateful for the Sisters of Life and the and the witness that you guys are giving in the world today. It's it's incredibly needed. Praise God. <laughs> Sister, when we, there's sharing your life and how Jesus has invited you to be a bride of Christ, to follow him into consecrated life. When did you first have that experience in your life of faith that God was calling you to this particular vocation? 
the first, you know, the first inklings towards religious life, I remember feeling in my heart somewhere around seventh grade when I met a religious sister that was like in habit and just had this joyful appearance. It was, it shocked me and moved me and um, kind of scared me actually. So it wasn't yeah. until years later, actually, when I was a, when I was a missionary, actually with focus, that I um, encountered uh, our sisters, the Sisters of Life at a summer training and saw something in in one of the sisters I encountered of a consecrated heart. Actually she wasn't even she wasn't even she hadn't even professed vows yet, but just was so in love with Jesus and knew her love was meant to be set aside, particularly for Jesus as a bride it, it, to Christ. So um, but it was after it was after college years and really when that when that grace kind of opened in my own heart of like finally having this new openness to religious life. So, uh, yeah, kind of where Sister, it started. <laughs> and then within the call to this deeper uh, personal relationship with Jesus in your vocation, being espoused to him to live as a sign of God's relationship with all humanity, an eschatological sign, a sign that you are to live for heaven right here on earth. Mm. How how did you know you were called to be involved in the pro-life movement within that call? That maybe a particular, we sometimes talk about here on Real Presence Live, charisms. Uh, and every uh, religious community or congregation at times has a particular charism. And you've, you've described beautifully how the Sisters of Life are powerful witnesses in working for the dignity of human life. Mm -hmm. How did that experience come out, Sister, in this call? Mm -hmm. You know, there was a few a few moments I remember you just really experiencing that. There was at one point where I was actually at that at that point I had already kind of like determined. All right, you know, in my own heart, God has called me to religious life. Where do I even start with this? And I remember sitting in I, when I was a missionary. I was one. I was a missionary in Georgia, and um, just remember kneeling in front of our Lord, and was like, Jesus, where do I start? All of these things that I had known of the sisters came to my own heart. A, you know, a love for family life, a love for the theology of the body, a love for um, life at its very beginning. I remember encountering even the sisters with the way that they approach women in a way of reverencing the women first so that they could then love their child. And it was just like that moved my heart. It's just like, that's where you start. You know, it's just like loving the person in front of you, knowing their own goodness. So just many of those things of the charism, like you spoke, that, the, that gift of the Holy Spirit resonated within my own heart. Um, and just drew me ever more towards it. I had been involved in college, but it, there was a particular moment where it all clicked, where it's just like prayer is the first and foremost key to this. And that was, that was what stuck with my heart. What a beautiful testimony to that deep relationship with God in prayer and how that bear fruit in your vocation. We want to thank all our listeners. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and my name is Father Tim Smith, and our guest this morning is Sister Mary Pieta of the Sisters of Life. You know, Sister, we're so grateful that your testimony in living as a, a sign of religious life in the world. Thomas, have you been, you've mentioned how you've been affected by just encountering religious sisters in your own life. Yeah, I, I would say that the the witness of so many um, of women doing incredible work 
is, like you said, a sign of the way that we're meant to live, live for other people, to encounter other people, to lead them in love uh, towards our Lord, right? So, Sister, I'm, I'm interested, what is your specific role with the Sisters of Life? So, this last year, just to give you a sense of what our mission is, uh, we, as all, as all the sisters in our community, our first and foremost role is to live a life of prayer, Prayer, we're, at, we're an active contemplative community, which means that prayer and the apostolate, the, the work that we do, kind of go hand in hand. So prayer is our first work. So praying for those that we encounter, praying for those who entrust their prayers to us um, is the first and foremost. Our founder was Cardinal O'Connor, and he really emphasized a need for that. Um, uh, with our daily lives, I, like I said, I live in a convent where we have women that... Um, who are pregnant that come and live with us there. So in in these in these years that I've been there, have just walked alongside them, loved them. I've been in the kitchen for the last three years, so I get to do a lot of cooking right next to them, and and that's actually where some of our best conversations come from. Um, but just really accompanying them. Sometimes we've had twins in our house lately, so sometimes you're up late at night putting the babies to bed or getting up in the morning and helping mom feed them in the morning. So mm. all different sorts of things. So. You know, we have a lot of, I work with a lot of high schoolers and middle schoolers here at Sacred Heart in, in Aberdeen, and I'm sure Father Tim does in his priestly ministry as well. What would you say to a young woman who is, who is maybe considering religious life, and, uh, but just doesn't know where to start or, or needs some words of encouragement? What would you say to someone in their teenage years who's possibly thinking, maybe, kind of, sort of, maybe God is calling me to the, live this? Mm, this is a beautiful question. Um, the first thing I would say is get to know Jesus, the person of Jesus, through the sacraments, through prayer, through, you know, sitting in the chapel with him and um, just looking for him even in the daily, in the daily movements of life. Um, how does he, how does he delight you? How does he make your heart sing? You know, what is it, what is it in, that he does in your life? And just how does he want to delight in you? You know, um, and he has a beautiful plan for each one of our lives. That was one of the consoling things of my own heart was there the, the quote from Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, you know, for I know well the plans I have in mind for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for woe, plans to give you a future full of hope that the Lord, anything the Lord desires of you, he desires for your good. So grow first and foremost in a relationship with Jesus and see how he desires to take you on the adventure of your life. That is great, sister. And it's so challenge not challenging, but it calls me on to like, I don't know, as someone that works for the parish, I just want to know, is there like a, a book that will change people? You know, <laughs> what's the one book I can give to all these women that will make them go to the, you know, but it's not about a book. It's not about a text, even though these things play roles in helping mm -hmm. to form people's lives and, and add intellectual information. Um, but it's about relationship, and Absolutely. it's about falling in love with Jesus. And mm -hmm. I think that's the thing we got to keep emphasizing with our young people is it's about knowing not just historical Jesus, but who is Jesus and how is he working today in my life. Mm -hmm. And those and so, fruits of the Spirit. Those fruits of the Spirit, sister, which are evident in your vocation, most especially the gift of joy that the sister's life uh, bring to the world. And, and thank you, sister, for your vocation. And we're grateful that you were on air with us this morning. Uh, thank you for your time. And we're praying for you and your apostolate in New York. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. And my prayers are with you all as well. 
Well, sister, God bless you. We pray for you, for the ministry, for the women and the children that you care for in New York. We thank you for your witness and your vocation.